Yeah, let's get back. Go for a quick run on the beach with voids and then dinner. I forgot that we were doing anything else. I was so invested in sort of the the, the ballad of Mecha Stalin. I'm excited. This is going to be nice and refreshing compared to the, the big fight we just did. Also, we might need to change clothes because several of our clothes that have bullet holes in them. Yes. Also, so so does my body. And I would like I would like to address that. Transmute it away. Okay, I transmute the bullet into my flesh. Actually, way more important than we ask such a weird question. And carry out a heal people? No. Okay, as I say, she can make a meat golem, so I wasn't sure if she could like because they seem like they would be connected. Can we count going for a run on the beach with Voidwalker as a healing seat? You all are healed up to maximum. The thing is, is, is it you get there and the dinner is already happening. So you really only have time to throw up clothes and join in. Well, then I'm going to sit next to Voidwalker and begin the I'm sorry's. I'm going to sit on the other side of Voidwalker and be like, there was a Mecha Stalin and I am truly very sorry. We could not have seen that coming. You're not on the table with Voidwalker. So dinner is happening on a small restaurant slash discotheque neck next to the water. It's literally you just walk past the courtyard and you are on the water. All this space in between, it's filled with circular tables and they have uh, catering people serving and also a bunch of tables with buffet for the small things that you might want to eat. And um, you are on the same table as Dr. Bashu and uh, Denise Frankova. She invited to, to come to the event. So the five of you are on this one's uh, circular table. Hey, uh, uh, Johnny, this is, uh, I mean, we, you know Denise, but this is Dr. Bashur. Hi, it's a pleasure. I heard a lot about the VR exploits. We met him when we were dealing with uh, the spooky oil. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm sorry about your oil. Yeah, things have calmed down the months afterwards. The archaeological teams, however, have not come back to the site yet. I don't know if they got scared away or what. I don't know. I was pretty scared there, but mostly of a certain other person who's a bit unhinged. Huh? Yeah, it was the senator from Rhode Island. She knocked me unconscious. It hits like a truck, usually with a truck or a tank. Yeah, it sounded like the whole thing was honestly a pretty, uh, a pretty unpleasant business. I'm, I, you know, I'm not saying I'm glad that I wasn't there. I feel like I could have probably been of some use, but I'm glad that I missed the. I, I'm glad that I missed the being punched in the face. Love the climate. Yeah, Doctor Bashir was telling me very interesting things that are happening on the region. Yeah, it's a bit of a surprise that I don't see many people here. I thought that they had plans to join the cybernetic. Well, I, Dr. Bashu asked, well, they weren't working with the Pakistani, and if they did not send a delegation, I guess there will not be much point. At least they saw it that way, I guess. Not speak for them. Liana and I spoke. They're very busy, was the impression I was given. Mm-hmm. Well, at least uh, I was glad that I got your invitation, so that I get to talk them about uh, how things are going with the Kurdish people and maybe the Cybernetic International does not forget when it uh, comes down to embrace the new Pan-Arabic Cybernetic State or whatever it is that comes from that. 
Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you could make it at least. Yeah, I, I'll. This is the place to do it. Everyone talks during this thing and drinks. How's your liver? Pretty good. Good, you're going to need it. Speaking of liver, what are you grabbing from the buffet? What are you asking to, from the restaurant? Hey guys, we didn't get our picnic. So John Doe is getting like the heaviest things he can from the buffet. The doughiest, the starchiest, and just looking very serious as he's just eating. Johnny's eating a lot of a lot of seafood and bread. I think probably like some nice, maybe like a nice if they have a nice sort of like a salad, but not the kind with lettuce, just like, you know, like different vegetables, like tossed in like olive oil with some some cheese or something like some some feta or something. Yeah, Joachim is just having an argument with the caterers, naming all the obscure foods they've eaten so far at Santa they're asking for these really weird foods that they liked at that place. And like, do you have any uh, pizza made by skeletons? Do you have any uh, uh, fried food? See, it's very important. The pizza needs to be made by skeletons. Yes, yes. If it's not made by skeletons, it's wrong. What's the soup? They were the original pizza people. No, sir. The skeletons are only entertainment. And he points to the discotheque where you can see a simulacre Bolivar leading a band of skeletons that have been doing the music for the dinner. Oh, I wave to Bolivar. He gives a thumbs up. I, I also I am also waving with 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 John. It's just like, oh, hey, I'm glad to see him. He, you know, this is this is a nice branch out for him. He treats those skeletons really well. They get to do a lot of cool stuff. Oh, yeah. Maybe one day you'll be one of his skeletons. All right. Let's not. Come on. Let's, let's not. Let's not go overboard. I mean, I OK, eventually, just sort of how as far as how it works, I will be a skeleton. And in that case, I wouldn't mind being one of his skeletons. But, you know, I just like let's not get there anytime soon. And uh, one of the waiters come and addresses the three of you, uh, sirs. There is a phone call for you. All three of us? Yes. Okay. All right. These things are never good. Yeah, I guess we... Yeah, let's go take it. I hate talking on the phone. Head over and take the call. It is the 1970s. We hold the single receiver, and we all in unison say hello. (laughs) So he takes you through the kitchen to a corner in the back where there is a plastic table where there's some uh, old, less fancy cloth and uh, there are three persons sitting there also on plastic tables having dinner. You recognize... I don't know how many of them you recognize. One, you recognize John Doe because you, you are not highwayman. You were both in the Vossad resort in Switzerland, and you, f- and when you went back to the back rooms to stop the dealing of the superhumans here, you fought alongside him. The other, you recognize as President-elect Lydia Bella, and I don't know if any of you would recognize Tito. Wait, I thought there was a phone for us. No, I think the call was, uh, I, I'm sorry. 
Why just come in with three more plastic chairs for you to join in? No, I've seen I've seen this in, on TV before. This is one of those. This is one of those things where now, like, we're gonna sit down in the kitchen and they're gonna feed us zebra. I don't I don't want to eat zebra. Hold on, Johnny. First, allow me to introduce you to the president-elect Lydia Bella. Oh, wait, what? Also, the senator we fought in uh, in Iraq. Oh, it is my pleasure. And uh, this muscular tall woman gets up and uh, offers to shake your hand. Uh, yeah. Hi, uh, I'm I'm Johnny Jennings. I shake her hand. I know we fought. And Kitty nods. Glad that you were able to join me. I see that you already know the president-elect, and this is Grigory Romanov. And uh, the young man smiles and gets up. Oh, it's good to see both of you again. Hi. And uh, he extends a hand to Berserker. I'm Grigory Romanov. Uh, I shake his hand. I must say, I must thank you for all your efforts in South America. Congratulations you on getting the snatcher that was something. And you, what you have done with that nanotechnology for the Vulcan to impress it. Johnny has Johnny has an expression on his face that he is trying to hide and not doing a terrible job, but it does look it is the expression that he would be making if he was smelling shit. But he's he's kind of hiding it, but he is clearly not happy to be talking to any of these people. No, neither is Berserk here. Honestly, if any of you want to join on my staff once I become premier, honor to thank you. And Tito coughs. Well, so we are all meeting here. I think it goes without saying that this is kind of secret. Gentlemen, we have a problem in our heads. The energy crisis has devastated Yugoslavia and we need help, but we have a lot to offer. Again, just like our partners in Santiago, we are one of the pillars of cybernetics. And I think that we can keep butting heads with the superpowers, or the superpowers can humble themselves and uh, recognize that they need to do something to repay for while they have still enough to work. And then the benefits of cybernetics can extend it to the people under them. And Lady Bella smirks. Well, that's an interesting way to ask for uh, more loans or uh, a jubilee. Keep talking. John Doe sits down, but is clearly gritting his teeth about all of this. John Doe doesn't mind doing diplomacy, but he doesn't like being surprised with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think Johnny's kind of in a similar boat. And honestly, like, you know, it's one thing talking to, like, El Poeta or Castro, but we're talking to probably like the leaders of the two superpowers plus one guy who we probably do somewhat align with. He's part of the uh, the cybernetic. Johnny is, I would say, deeply uncomfortable in this moment, especially though around Lydia Bella. It is, I would say, fairly palpable. In regards to your comment, Miss Bella. I think you're more worried about losing votes from people standing in gas lines. Let's be honest. I came here because the energy crisis has to be dissolved, definitely. And good thing that uh, Romanov here mentioned Vulcan 2. 
Gas is not going to be an issue, especially considering you know what. Zoriostrian demons, they are waiting. Wait, what? The thing is, everyone is going to be turning into the acquisition of Alien 3. So this is the main thing here. I want to extend an apology to you because of the last CIA attack on Chile. That was unforgiven and that is not how my administration plans to do things from now on. And more important, I want to avoid another moon war, which seems inevitable how things are going with the energy crisis. Okay, but oh, just a quick question. Um, I've yet to have it made clear why us and why we're here. Because you are involved in all the key aspects. You are involved on the CIA conspiracy. You were involved on the reactivation of the moon question. You are involved in dealing with the crude. I know we were involved, but uh, we're not ones to make these decisions here. Like, I mean... I can't really accept your apology on behalf of the Chilean peoples. Yeah, we're not necessarily representatives of the people's goodwill. I would argue that you need to take that up with the government of Chile. No, I mean, things... What I'm doing is that I'm extending an olive branch that things can change once I take over. Right. Including, say, a pardon for two international terrorists. My favorite part of extending an olive branch is when someone does it with a threat in the other hand. That's always a very comfortable move. Applause on that one. Again. The threat. I'm saying that I intend to forgive you. You can go back to the States. While I appreciate that opportunity, I am likely to uh, remain where I am. I found that Chile is a, is a lovely uh, place and I for my part, tend to pursue my retirement there the years to come. Well, again, Romanov turns to Tito and to the two of you. I intend to apply the principles of cybernetics across the old Soviet system and get rid of uh, all those old men. And uh, honestly, my question is, I think this meeting is important because we can imagine what the future can be like, what can be possible. And I think that uh, the six of you probably have a pretty good idea. I have a quick question. Uh, this is just something I would probably know outside of what we have adventure-wise. But uh, who has the most forces in my homeland right now? It's the Americans. Okay. I was just curious about that. You know... There's an idiom that people are fond to say, but I'm going to change it a little bit. The road to Niflheim is paved in good intention. I think it's an appropriate sentiment that my friend makes. Lou, just a quick question, because knowing Johnny, he would still be using appropriate uh, terms of respect, even if he has his own feelings about stuff. Um, what is there a an appropriate title with which to refer to... Uh, to is he actually the premier right now, or is he? Well, no, no, he is one of the, the three candidates, but and but he's the one that holds no official position on the government currently. Mr. Romanov, you say that you intend to apply some of the structure that the Cybernetic International has, has created in its time. In what form would that manifest? How would that look uh, in specifically the Soviet perspective? 
if you wouldn't mind enlightening me. I was talking with uh, Comrade Tito here. The model that he's using with the different uh, republics did not, in which to solidify the things, we're gonna move a lot of local construction, organize it alongside cybernetic principles. And uh, I think it will be just like I say, it will, we will try to divide across all the different republics of the USSR and try to reimagine the Soviet consoles on the basis of the cybernetic principles. Start to empowering some console, consoles, get uh, more electronics and computing power from Yugoslavia to replace the, the models that we have that just don't work and have them all different consoles and different uh, industries all across the Republic talk with each other and see the benefits from that. And uh, if that test works, we can just slowly start crapping up the system and uh, up to changing how the entire upper echelons are organized. I see. And uh, Madam President-elect, where do you fit into this uh, uh, this equation. Uh, it seems that the other assembled parties here, um, you have, I would say, a few notice or noticeable sort of ideological differences. How do you figure into this into this agreement? Well, as Jack knows, I don't know anything about uh, cybernetics, so that nonsense is not to me. I'm going to leave other people to handle. Now, I know two things. One, I must solve the energy crisis or there will be no America. Things are decaying fast. The election was way too close than it should have been. I should have completely crushed that Reagan. Now, the other thing is that I want to prevent a third world war. And second world war will not be secret. So, above all, I know that I must do whatever I can for the first one, I want to avoid the second if And this world, honestly, if Romanov was to become premier, this will be much more amenable. I think that we can at least agree on a lot of stuff and all maybe lead to better channels of communication between the or two peoples. Of course, I, I am also fighting the CIA and other intelligence agencies at home. So, thwarting their operations and their financing across the world is also going to give me a leg up and help change things. Well, it sounds like everyone has a little bit of everything that people need. It seems like uh, we have all the makings of a... Uh, a fantastic compromise on our hands. Berserker is going to interrupt here. I still think the power dynamics are a little bit skewed for a, a good compromise at this point. Well, I uh, I think that's accurate, Berserker, and I think that does bring us back to Joachim's original question. All of what you said sounds like all of you are working things out in a way that is just delightfully amenable to each other. And yet, the three of us are sitting here at this table. So I'm assuming that there's something you want out of it from us. I would love to discuss that a little further, if you'd be so kind as to explain what you need from us. Because 
I would be, I think, better suited to be of some service to you if you could, if we could better assess, you know, whether or not we're able to provide what you need. And uh, Romanov chuckles. Well, I think uh, Comrade here called you over because uh, he wants a bit more parity negotiation with the NAM and the cybernetic. I think, uh, honestly, uh, maybe I'm out of step, but I think uh, he asked you to come over to reinforce his position. And Tito shocks a bit. I'm like, that's a very blunt way to put it. But yes, uh, I expect some benefits from the NAM and from the Cybernetic International, including to Yugoslavia. Again, I told you, when you do fight either oil or helium-3, it is people like us that suffer the most. You almost destroyed my entire country without even realizing. I think definitely everything that Tito has just said, that all tracks pretty well for Johnny's vibe. I mean, as much as I can tell just on his face, everything he just said was legit. He that's that's actually how he feels as much as I can tell. Like, does it seem like he's hiding anything or holding it or holding anything back as he's saying all of that? No, he's not holding it. This is it. I kind of as subtly as possible kind of exchange glances with my uh, with my peers see if I can get kind of a pull check on how they're feeling. What about Afghanistan? What about Hyperborea? That was my question. Well, good thing that you mentioned Afghanistan. Romanov steps. I told you my other two partners in this triumvirate, one of them is going to launch an invasion of Afghanistan and Pakistan. Again, working with them to increase popularity and gather support. Like, for example, I know that you have close ties with China. With you and Taito recommending me, I can normalize relationships. That would be huge. Again, if I become premier, there will be no invasion of Afghanistan. And Lydia Bella kind of shrugs. Hyperbole, unless they discover Helium 3, there is gonna be a band. It's it's just one of the many wars that America is waging. Their focuses will go elsewhere. I don't think you have to worry about hyperborea one way or another. Problem is, the fight is probably going to move to the moon. What does John Doe's gut say about this? What does the divine vibe check say? That there's something really important that none of them are considering. Also, there's something weird among the waiters. John Doe, in true comic book fashion, in a way that can only really happen if two people know each other, if three people, honestly, know each other as well as they do, looks at Joachim, looks at Johnny, and subtly makes it known to, like, for them to look at the waiters. I may not be picking up on necessarily, like, the whole aspect of, like, there's something that they're not considering, but I definitely don't think something that would happen, that would be happening in our immediate environment would have escaped notice for, for Johnny, so... I think for once, Joachim's just not really paying attention. Like, they're not, they're f- like, yay, United States' empire is pulling out of my homeland. However, it's like, they personally have a really bad vibe about, you know, what's gonna, like, are we gonna go back into isolation? Are we gonna, you know, become part of the third world? Are we gonna, you know, just be a a footnote in history or uh, not a footnote, but a footnote in world politics, you know, like what if something else is discovered 
I mean, they're just going to be back and they're just going to move on. I mean, this is what empires do. Yokim has been half tempted just to get up and leave because they feel like nothing here affects what they need and what they believe their people need. Feel like I would have probably clocked that Bezerk here is not as dialed into sort of the immediate stuff as subtly as possible. I don't know if we typically have the relation, the kind of relationship where Bezerk here or I ever like really touch each other, but I would kind of gently try to like bump a maybe like like a knee or like you know put my hand on something and sort of shoot them a glance just like in a in a sense of just like looking at them and then kind of looking around the room very quickly just being like keep your eyes up you notice one of the waiters putting something on a glass and coming with it right towards you and you also notice another one pulling out again towards Lidivella but then you hear two gunshots and see that both of them falling off. And you see from the other door coming in Scamorza. Oh man, for a second there, I thought he was going to say Monocle. Like, God dang it. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I shot you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I checked to make sure you did not have a pulse. Uh, I, I was like, oh no, is Monocle back? Scarmosa's just taking out the two the two guys who seemed like they were about to do something dirty. Yeah, and he points to the one uh, with the tray, CIA, and to the other with the gun, KGB, and uh, he just squats next to the table. So, I'm late, Tito. I had to come all the way from Cuba, but I made it on time. Really? Right on time. That was... I just figured you beat me to it by a couple by a couple milliseconds. Yeah, that was clean. It's good to see you. Yeah. So I hear that uh, you three want to start World War Three. That sounds like a bad idea. Imagine if they had. To, I mean, just think about. It. Imagine if they had had to say, and World War Three started in a kitchen. Hmm. Well, this is why I'm giving. Uh, well, other than to China, to Chile and Yugoslavia access to the Solex power stations to be administration by the cyber socks. Oh, and uh, the other three, they seem to think about, is that solar power really efficient enough to give up on fusion? Well, this works. Would I have understood kind of the core principles of the Solex agitator well enough to be able to speak on it extensively and make a like a comparison to nuclear power? Yes. And compared to nuclear power, it's like a much better option, right? It is a much better option. I think in that moment, kind of seeing that opportunity, Johnny says, well, you know, I realize that sort of nuclear power, as much as it's been studied and discussed, is a much more attainable option, it seems. But I think I can in... No uncertain terms. I think I can go into pretty clear detail on to why Solex might be a better option for everybody. Certainly safer. And with the level of power output, it could reduce energy costs in a lot of places by an enormous quantity. I mean, I, I think that there's some benefit to be had here for the world writ large. I guess the question that we're going to sort of confront in this kitchen is how are we planning on writing history today, y'all? We start in World War Three, or are we kicking things off for a new dawn of human cooperation? Well, it seems like you turned at the tables. We are definitely very interested. 
and Lydia Bellalens indeed. No, but I figure that you want something in exchange for this. And Tito makes a proposal. Well, how about how the production of electronics and research is done on non-aligner movement countries? And uh, investment in those projects is done by a joint partnership between uh, entities from both empires. Entities that are backed by either Comrade Lydia or Comrade Romanov. That will put us on a more even term. There will be not the side that will get an edge of other, and we will benefit from being the the first to implement and benefit from this. All this development will move towards the south and to much neglected places, which coincidentally I think that the, the highest output of energy will come. I want to hit a quick pause on the actual in-game stuff and also what Tito has just outlined. Is there any recourse for those who are in the cybernetic international if the Imperial powers should be able to, should violate an agreement like that? Would we have any real tangible protection against their, I mean, like, I understand that we are kind of positioning them as sort of opposite ends where like they are like able to, you know, sort of go after each other in, in certain ways if they violate their ends of the agreement. But is that the only thing that's protecting us? I believe, and Luke can correct me if I'm wrong, the other thing we could do, and it's the most morally abominable of them, and it's the last resort, is we can always just turn their power off. Yeah. Or stop supplying, because the idea is also that electronics are produced within these countries, so suddenly you don't have electronics that you need for all these fancy reactors. Would there be anything stopping them from if they just get fed up with it? Like, even if we do all of that, even if we cut their power off, if we take their electronics away, would there be anything stopping them from simply just invading and fucking taking it? Well, or even even uh, just, you know, reverse engineering this stuff and making it themselves like that's not that hard. The thing is, the second one is not really a problem because then they fuck off and leave you alone. Uh, the first one is a problem, and uh, that one is a problem with oil and with nuclear and with fusion. It's not a power when it's, the energy is the fucking sun. Like, why would you invade a country to take over their solar reactors? I was less thinking uh, to take over the solar reactors and more to take over the controlling mechanisms that we would have. Like, they would just take, that, like, take control of that stuff. Um, oh, for sure. For sure. And honestly, I will be disappointed if they did not try. The thing is, that is the kind of fuckery that you can expect and can prepare against. Okay. So the thing that John Doe is feeling that we are forgetting is not the necessary nature of this deal. It's some outside force. I don't like it. Yeah, no, I have a weird vibe about that. Well, the thing is, again... Otherwise, they're going to do neoliberalism, and that's going to be fucking worse. <laughs> yeah. The worst part is, is like, and John Doe is rapidly coming to the conclusion that while this deal is has its own danger, it's much better than alternatives. Like, you still have to make them happy enough so that they don't do much freckery, but it gives you time. I think this benefits us from the Cybernetic International. I think that both of these two hours should have to provide us, whether in the form of like just like military strength or honestly like supers 
that we can use to defend our like you know our control over like the the solar agitators our control over uh, electronics and stuff if they provide us that to make sure that they can't get up to as much fuckery so we can because they will they'll try but if we can have the time necessary to sort of you know build up those fortifications then like i mean we'll ha- if we basically if we if they give us the time to do that then we'll be well fortified enough that they can try their fuckery and it won't go well and that'll just probably be the cycle that we're in for a long long time but who cares because it's still just a fixed we're we're all just standing on top of a wall staring at each other at that point with enough time you can bury any enemy that's well that's true and they definitely have that advantage but at least we would have a little bit of a of a cushion between us and them where we would be able to you know carry on our work and try to make sure that at the end of the day we're coming out in a good position are we really in a position to make this call for Santiago and the rest of the cybernetic? I don't think we are. No. Tito wants to do this. That's going to be on Yugoslavia. Right. So that's at least going to be happening in one of the pillars. And and I understand that while we don't have the, to use a bad term for it, we don't have the hard power to make this happen. We are popular enough that we have kind of the soft power to make this happen. Mm-hmm. That was kind of what I was thinking and I was my other kind of end of that is like I don't know if we are the right people to be making this call for Santiago for Chile but we're the people in the room yeah like it's less that you if you are the people to make the call it's less you are you have the power to kill these or to nudge it on certain directions and I would also say that I think the alternative in this case like we don't if we like if we were to back away from this the only outcome is things stay as they are and then probably get worse for us as the imperial powers get hungrier and more desperate and we don't have any advantage over that exactly i hate it i mean and that is i'm sure an overwhelming feeling is this is not a call that we want to make but i if we can nudge it to make sure that a i think that we need to make sure that they get out the fuck out of Af- that the Soviets get the fuck out of Afghanistan, the Americans get the fuck out of Hyperborea, and as many other places like that as we can. And B, I do think an underspoken advantage to this is a lot of countries that are nervous about the non-aligned movement can see this projection of power and really become interested. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with all of that. I hate it, but I think it's our best choice, and that we should try to nudge it in a way that helps us, and that's about it. No, no, it's not a challenge. The thing that uh, talking about the fences and the putting at the front is what El Puerto has been done with the leading the Nostra America Economic Social League that just formed. So you realize that that is the best defense. And if Chile's state as a rogue nation was lifted, if the iron embargo stopped, and uh, the Nostra America just did their thing, they would be a formidable defense against meddling by the empires. And Yugoslavia is in a more precarious position being isolated on Europe, but they're having this exclusivity in industry and research could keep it safe and also be an advertisement for cybernetics and the NAM. Would we be able to provide them some additional support I mean, probably not like a ton, but at least some. Definitely. Okay. I think we make the call. I think we make the call. 
Johnny says, I feel so far good about what we've discussed. I would appreciate just a moment to confer with my companions if you all would allow it. We'll just, we won't go far. We'll just step to the side. We just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Is that amenable? Yeah, I mean, we don't need an answer now. We can just exchange the Lex numbers. Certainly. I would like, whether the answer is firm or not, I would like to be able to leave with sort of at least a relatively agreed upon conclusion, whether it is is the fixed details or or otherwise. Mm -hmm. And I get the other two to step away with me. And then we have the conversation that we just had so that it doesn't seem... We're just fu- we're just fucking telepathically <laughs> just sharing information. We have, we we discuss all of that, and unless we have anything further to say to each other before we walk over there, uh, well, not really. I mean, there's sadly nothing in it for my people. I mean, we don't have a lot of sunshine to put in uh, one of those Solex machines. Don't have the capability of you know making electronics. Maybe we'll just go back into isolation. I don't know. We'll see. As long as your people want to be part of a global community, Joachim, we'll make sure they are. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, maybe you guys could maybe you could bring some of the elders around and see the world again. I can't speak to it personally, but if you, I mean, you're the only person from Hyperborea here. If you think that being a part of the Cybernetic International, whether actively or at least just for, form, for measures of protection, would be in any way beneficial to you. I promise I'll advocate as strong as I can to make sure that you are welcomed into that organization if that's what you think your people would want. Well, maybe we can uh, use it to negotiate fishing rights with the Nordic states. I mean, listen, starts to start. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go back. After this, drink. God, yes. And uh, we go back over. And Johnny uh, looks at the others and says, it's a good proposal. We like what we've heard. We think that there's a uh, a lot of promise here. We look forward to talking about it more in the future. To the future. And Romanov proposes a toast. To the future. Future. To the future. The future. Mm. I, I will say there is kind of one thing right before we go. As we do, I say, uh, Madam President-elect, um, I mm-hmm. wish simply to make a request of you, if you would be so kind. It's a small one. Yes. Oh, it's it's just a small thing. I know that you knew my friend here, and I gesture at John, at a different point in his life, and I know that he was a different person. If you would be so kind, he is he's a different man today, and I would appreciate it if you would refer to him as John, just as a favor to me. She turns towards John Doe, and time seems to stand still, as that is like a, a wind tunnel through reality. And she using super speed mouths. He does not know what we are. Uh, he's roughly aware. Well, John, if that is what amuses you, let it be so. Thank you, Madam President. I very much appreciate it. Thank you for the meeting for the discussion and for your time. We'll talk soon. And now to the most destructive volleyball game there has ever been at this beach. Yep. Subarana just falls from the sky like a fucking meteor, smashes the beach apart. So what are the teams? It's more of a 
dang I, I gotta remember people um yeah definitely Sobrana John Doe uh Joachim who else I don't think I like I'm gonna be real with y'all I don't think Johnny's playing volleyball he's there I think he's just like sitting on the sidelines just fucking drinking just drinking like a nice like a fruity beverage I don't think it's I don't think it's alcoholic necessarily I mean he's playing ref Johnny is ref (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah yeah Yes, yes, he is. He's fucking on the sidelines just being like, I don't fucking know how volleyball works, <laughs> especially among people who can punch God in the face. Kiona, we need two more because six man teams. Void Walker's not a part of this, is she? She could be. She could teleport. Oh, no, but that's fine. No, that's why she cannot be. <laughs> I know. I, I, I was about to say, uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it's not so much about, about her powers, it's more about her vibe. Yeah. That's why I didn't mention her. Like, she would be great at volleyball. Honestly, I think, especially if she's allowed oh. to use her powers. God damn it. I forget his name every fucking time. Rapture? No, 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 no. Our team. Uh, our, our, the, the. Lens Flare? Yes, thank you. He'd be great at this. He could do, he can make hard, like a big hard light to just punch a volleyball. So, Lens Flare? Uh, we need one more. Oh, uh, Denisa. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. The enemy team's got to have Lydia. I don't feel like she would be there as the president-elect. <laughs> she would. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she would. Turbo. Oh, okay. <laughs> She'll make time. Albie Poole. Albie Poole, for sure. <laughs> only, if only so John Doe can spike a volleyball into her face. Rapture. Matryoshka? Yeah. Yeah. That could fill out the rest of the team. <laughs> Matryoshka twice. Yeah, three more three Oscars. <laughs> Philip in his mech suit. That's it. Okay, so it's two Matryoshkas and Philip. <laughs> All right. So the volleyball match is going on. And Hyoman, as you are observing, you hear a familiar voice ask, You want ice cream? And you turn around and you see Frankie's selling ice cream on the beach. I think my first reaction is actually like, Oh. Shit, man! Is, what's going on? Is something? Is there? You got you got something we need to know? What's uh? What's up? I do want an ice cream. I want to be clear about that. I do want an ice cream, but like everything's fine. You know, just things got too hot on Japan. You know. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, no, I would love an ice cream. Uh, how, how are you? Are you are you doing okay? You feeling all right? Yeah, you know, uh, trying to get the means to get my friends liberated from jail. So that's incredibly noble um i i mean i i i, I kind of feel bad anything i can do sort of just you know i mean like it, within the limit of my abilities i'm i'm happy to help if i can i mean can you supply weapons or money i could put you in touch with someone who's uh pretty familiar with weapons deals that are off the books so to speak oh that's all big hood or uh, at the very least can you speak on the un against uh, the treatment of uh, political prisoners that i can also do actually so i can give you a little bit of both um unless you think it would be detrimental to your cause for me to put you in touch with a uh, a purveyor of less legitimate military goods i know that would be very helpful yeah do i have any sort of like telex where i would be able to like drop a message to the gunsmith yeah Okay. Um, 
I would drop him a message saying like, hey, I have a client for you. Uh, just to kind of like give him the heads up that like I'm not just sending some fucking rando. And then I would get give I would try to find like a like I'm sure I we didn't talk about it a lot at the time, but the Gunsmith probably has a couple meetup locations that I would be aware of. Right. Like just sort of public meetup, like safe, like safe meetup locations for for the Gunsmith. Yeah, I would arrange like a meeting time and place for him and for Frankie Frankfurter. Very good. I want to imagine that like every like it's a scene. You're facing the two of them and it's going back and forth. And every time you see flashes and sand fall on the ice all over them and big explosions in the background at the same time. 100%. Absolutely. The occasional Wilhelm scream or, oh, I'll get you for that, Albie. <laughs> just like just like some big, crazy hard, like you see just like a big hard light hammer smack a volleyball. And then from the other side, like whatever fucking lens flare decides to make because Matryoshka has the big hard light hammer. I, there, there's two. There's people with hard light on both sides. It's just that Matryoshka can, I think, pretty much only make the one thing. Yeah. But yeah, I set up old Frankie with a with a new contact and promised to to speak to the UN on behalf of how political prisoners are being treated. I've always enjoyed Frankie. I want very much for for everything to work out for him. I want him to have his own separate off screen future beach episode with his friends. So. The match is over, and you're hanging out, waiting for Void Walker to join you to walk on the beach. Everyone is, hey, we are going to the airport. Don't get too much late. Look, I mean, if they, you see, that's the problem. Is Johnny said if we're late, I get to fly the plane home. I did not. I, I, I no, no. I cannot stress enough how much I said the literal opposite of that. I said under no circumstances are you to enter the cockpit of a plane that we are flying on. That's not how I remember it. I Listen, I'm telling you how to remember it right now there, buddy. Why is everyone so scared of me flying the plane? We just do a quick sort of fucking montage of every vehicle that Johnny or that John has just fucking smashed apart with his super strength or thrown at people or fucking crashed into things. And it's just like, I have my reasons. Suddenly the skies darken and you see a massive hover tank escorted by a swarm of red robots and the tank goes down lower and you see Mac Stalin on a shiny chrome newly fledged high-tech body and important does the, does this one have the ass <laughs> this one you have to remove the cloak to see if he has the ass uh, but it is the best ass that the money can give no matter what. And he points out the cannon of his overtank towards you. Where's Romanov? Where's Taito? Where's Bella? See? And he bangs on his chest. I am now equipped with the best body that my friends could get me. And next to him on the tank are Henry Kissinger and Ronald Reagan. Oh, there we go. With my friends, I'm gonna restore the, the motherland. Oh, uh, we're, 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 we're aiming at Kissinger first. This is John Doe character. I've never been so happy in my life. Yeah, this is this is a dream fucking come true. Like, I, like Johnny's Johnny's looking around. This is the man who can see the future and he could never have fucking seen this coming. And he's like, is it? I OK, I don't keep good track of this. John, somehow weirdly, you are better at keeping track of this. 
is it my birthday? Is it my birthday right now? I've forgotten. I just need to. No, your birthday's in the fall. This is the summer. Crimson Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Raid. Joaquin Jarve, aka Berserkir, is played by Brent Torreson. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, aka The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlachter. They can be found at SGCADelaysec on Instagram and Young Space Dead on Twitter. They are largely impressive. John Doe is played by Bradley Handler. You can follow him at Judge the Barbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Split Roll, where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at The Lettel and more of her stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Itchio or co-writing Split Roll. Sentinel Comics RPG is the property of Greater Than Games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits. Crimson Gold Agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast just because a friend told us about it.